Hello and welcome to Creativity Time. I'm Anya. And I'm Katie. And we are your hosts. Our guest today is Maddie Heyman. Maddie is an LA-based actor and writer with an expansive background in theater. From her popular Twilight parody that ran at the Minnesota Fringe Festival, to acting in Harry Potter comedy sketches, to writing a musical centered around the weed industry in Los Angeles, Maddie is always working on something interesting and unexpected. Well, first of all, thank you for joining us today. Oh, thank you for having me. Day. And what tea is everyone drinking? Well, I have a Welsh breakfast tea that is over on my desk right now, but <laughs> it's really, be- really, really nice tea. Really good. So I was having it with my, my Easter brunch. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, it's Easter today. Happy Easter, I know, everyone. I know. Well, yeah. Even though I'm when this comes out, Jewish, it won't be Easter. Yeah. Maddie is yeah. <laughs> Maddie's Jewish, and also I, my we don't well. I'm not really religious anyway, but because my family is like Orthodox, well, sort of. Uh, mm-hmm. We don't celebrate Easter till after Passover because it has to be oh. like the old calendar. So that's right. It's actually, I celebrate any form of Easter, so I guess that's actually not relevant to anyone here. Never nope. mind. So happy <laughs> okay. regular old Sunday. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Is your tea, did you get your tea while you were abroad? No. Um, I don't know where this tea came from. My roommate brought it um, from, I think it was from like a tea shop back in Nebraska where she's from. Okay. So, so I wish. Fun. We do have some tea from, from London um, in our vast tea storage cabinet. <laughs> My roommates and I drink a lot of tea. So we have some from when people were abroad. And I have Irish breakfast tea from when I was abroad that okay. I brought back. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nice. Katie, what are you drinking? Um, I'm actually, I am drinking study abroad tea right now Ooh. that I got from when I was studying in China. Oh my God. And it's funny. I, ha- I have, it. it's a bag of loose leaf and it just, it's all in Chinese characters and the only English says China tea <laughs> for the kind of tea. But it's next to a bunch of characters that do not, mean China tea. I don't know what they mean, but hmm. the words for China and tea are not in there. That's okay. so funny. So I, I don't know what <laughs> it kind could of really tea really be it anything. Is. What does it taste like? I mean, it's probably some sort of red tea or black mm. tea. It tastes kind of not super like, I don't know. It's like a basic tea. What about you, Anya? Um, Tell us about your tea. I'm drinking Trader Joe's jasmine green tea, so... Ooh. Very good. Really fancy. So, tell us, Maddie, when yeah. did you know? When did you know that you wanted to pursue creative endeavors in your life? Um, <laughs> I guess like I don't know. The story that I always tell people is that I like did this theater camp when I was five, <laughs> and it was uh, it was at Stepping Stone Theater, which okay. is in St. Paul, and they had this whole like. We all like wrote the play ourselves and made all the costumes, and I basically took over all of the roles because all the kids decided like at the last minute that they didn't want to be on stage or something. <laughs> so I was the ice cream lady slash mayor of the town slash also the antagonist, I think, in the end, <laughs> in the story of the missing magical pickle. Um, yeah, it was... Uh, but I, I don't know. I think ever since then, I basically was like, I want to keep doing this. So I always joke that I like made a decision when I was five years old, and mm. I've just sort of stuck with it. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then I mean, like I went back and forth a lot in school, but I think really 
once I got into high school and started choosing to do theater and, and other creative stuff over, you know, sports and things like that. Mm-hmm. That was when I really knew that that's, this is what I was going to keep doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So throughout your childhood then, like after the, the camp, like what else were you doing to like foster that? Um, yeah, I was doing a lot of of musicals because that was kind of what was available so mm-hmm. I and I just like really wanted to do like bigger and bigger things um you know I, I was always very ambitious I still am very ambitious I would mm-hmm. say um living out here in Los Angeles mm-hmm. um but yeah I, I always was like I want to do like professional theater and so I would bully my parents into letting me do like bigger and bigger productions and mm-hmm. so I did a lot of musicals. I did community theater every summer at um, with the Hillcrest Community Theater, and they'd perform out at the Como Pavilion, which was super fun. Um, and they did like these big musicals. And then I started doing community theater um, at like a church that did like these like really high quality community theater productions too. Um, and I did a lot of theater camps with like youth performance company, and then later on the children's theater company. And so I, I was basically like, I feel like pretty much from the age of nine until senior year of high school, I was like constantly in a musical basically <laughs> or in a show of some kind. Um, and then when I was in high school, that's when I started writing. Uh, and it sort of happened just by accident where I was involved with youth performance company and we were doing, we had this idea to do a parody of Twilight like as a musical kind of in the style of like a very Potter musical Mm -hmm. um and and I had all these ideas and the the artistic director was like hey you should write this and I was like I don't want to write this I don't I've never written a show before and she was like no but you should write this because no one else is going to and so I ended up writing this show, and it it went. I, I went. I wrote it with uh, another person too, so it wasn't just me. But um, it went really well, and it, and it was really popular, and it, I had a lot of fun. And so since then, I've also been doing a lot of writing. Mm, that was the one that you did for the Fringe Festival, right? Yeah, okay. yeah, was, yeah. I did see that one. That was, that was yeah. really funny. Oh yeah, it'd probably be good to mention. Yeah, that, no, uh, no. Maddie like went to school with Anya, so she's from Minnesota. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm from Minnesota. I grew up in St. Paul. Anya and I went to high school together, so I'm not just some random person yes. from the internet. Oh my gosh, this is yeah. not related to that at all, but I wanted to tell you, because you've watched the Lizzie Bennett Diaries, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah, so Mr. Darcy, the guy who plays mm-hmm. Mr. Darcy, comes into the ice cream shop that I work at all the time, what? and I like what? have to pretend that I don't know everything about him. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, That's it's crazy. actually, like, we had a really long conversation about like circus the other day and I'm like I know everything about you but I can't <laughs> tell you that, that. that's it's, hilarious that was a side story oh my god that's so cool though <laughs> um wait so yeah. who, have you had any of the other actors from anything coming well out? I see um the girl who played Lydia Bennett I see her all the time because she went to USC where uh-huh. I went um so, like, I was at a voiceover workshop, and she was there, and I just, like, see, she, we, have, we have mutual friends, because people from her year, I was, I did theater with, oh, okay. so I, I see awesome. her around, but, oh, and also, um, 
I mean, just like working, the ice cream shop that I work at is pretty famous, so yeah. we get a lot of celebrities in, and so the guy, also the guy who played Ricky Collins comes in a lot. Oh my god. Um, so and he's funny. like exactly <laughs> like his character. Like, Aww. like, it, he didn't have to act at all. It's pretty funny. <laughs> That's so really cool. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Small world, LA. Maybe. I know, I know. <laughs> cool. Right now, it seems like you're you're more focused on theater and writing rather than like film. Um, sort of. I've been, you know, I've been doing some film and television stuff. I, I'm still in LA because I kind of I want to be in the film and television world. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also like it's kind of hard to break into, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, like, theater is what I'm familiar with, and yeah. so it's easy for me to do theater. And theater's also a great way in L.A. to kind of get your foot in the door, I guess, a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. people, you know, producers, everyone here is in the film industry and in the TV industry. And yeah. if, so if you're doing theater, like, those people will come to see your work, and then, you know, that helps the transition a little bit. Yeah. Um, but okay. also, like, I love theater, and I want to keep doing it for sure. Is the theater scene in L.A. pretty active or not so much? Or? It is. It's, it's di- different. I mean, it's, it's very active because there's so many creative people here and there's mm-hmm. so many actors and directors and writers. Um, but it's also interesting because, you know, um, it is a, it's a film town and mm-hmm. it's a mm-hmm. television town. And, like, uh, the theaters are these, like, really small kind of um, all of the, almost all of theaters have 99 seats or less and they're these little kind of black box theaters where people can put on their passion projects Mm -hmm. and so you see a lot of it's a lot of sort of people that really want to write that put stuff up or people that are actors that that needs something to sustain them while you know creatively while they're not working a lot or while they're doing just you know commercials or something that doesn't really fulfill your creative need Mm -hmm. So there's yeah. actually a really active theater scene, and it's all really fun and up and coming. And there's a lot of really cool stuff happening because there's not the like pressure I think that there is in New York and in other cities where the theater needs to make money because mm-hmm. no one makes money in the theater out here. Everyone <laughs> yeah. makes money at film and television. I guess. Well, I guess while we're on the topic of theater, mm-hmm. do you want to talk yeah. a little bit about what goes into writing a musical? How, how that yeah. process looks. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yes. Well, um, I mean, it's like, I guess it's a little different for every person and, like, every musical. Mm-hmm. The one that I'm working on right now, um, it's called Weed Shop. <laughs> and it's uh, um, it's going to be... Um, it's going to be going up here in L.A. in the fall. Um, and it started out as a short film that a friend of mine did uh, in college... So it was like a five-minute short, sort of in the style of like Little Shop of Horrors, like a really campy musical um, that she wrote and shot for her class. And then uh, my senior year, when I was directing a production of Avenue Q, she approached me and was like, hey, I've been thinking about you know turning this into a stage musical, like a full-length stage musical. <laughs> Would you want to direct it? And then that sort of transformed over time into co-writing it with her. Um, because I, you know, I, I've done musicals my whole life and Mm -hmm. I've, I've sort of, I've written some sort of musicals. I, I, this is the first time I've written like a, a musical musical that's, Mm -hmm. you know, longer and, 
and has songs that forward the plot and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so the way we're approaching it, because her short film was all music, um, we were starting with the music and we, you know, go through and basically like, we basically like mapped out the whole show and talked about all the songs that we wanted to have. Mm-hmm. Um, this is also kind of a musical where that's driven a lot more by the music than it is by the story per se. It's a relatively simple story about mm-hmm. um, two people that that fall in love but are hiding their love for weed from <laughs> each other. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it's and it's more kind of about like, you know, the weed industry and in, in LA, like the, you know, and kind of and just like basically sort of making not making fun of, but just, like, bringing comedy to, like, you know, this whole idea of, like, dispensaries and, like, people that, you know, like, go and get weed cards and all this kind of stuff. Um, so there's a lot of good material there. But, yeah, yeah. so we basically just – she she writes the, the music. Like, she plays the piano. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we both write the lyrics together. But um, – so we'll just kind of sit down and, like, talk about – like what is this song about and and then just sort of almost like freestyle kind of um like she'll play you know basically what she had in mind for the song like the the musical style um and then we'll sort of just like try out different lyrics and like sing back and forth and uh we have uh, like a shared document that we work on together um and then Basically, like, what really goes into it is just a lot of, like, sort of, you spend, like, a little bit of time writing something and then Mm -hmm. a lot of time, like, singing it over and over and over again and trying Mm -hmm. to be, like, is this good? Is this funny? Is this, you know, do we like it? Do we think it's musically interesting? Mm -hmm. Um, So once we finish, completely finish our draft, um, we're going to have, like, a reading, basically, and we'll invite people from... Um, I'm a member of a theater company, and so that's where we're going to do the show. Um, cool. And so we'll invite people from the company and and people that we know to come and listen and give us you know critiques, and then probably we'll have to like rewrite a bunch of stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so yeah, but I mean, some people I think for some people writing a musical starts totally with the story, and then and then fitting the music in. Um. <laughs> Can you guys hear that? What was that? Is that yeah. Like a dog barking? No, or a it's scream? like people outside. They're like screaming. I don't know why, but anyway. Easter! Okay. Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> Jesus! Woo-hoo. Sorry. It turned for Christ. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh. yeah. <laughs> anyway. anyway. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's how I've gone about it. And in the past, I wrote another musical for the Fringe Festival that was like more a musical than than semi-darkness was, um, where, semi-darkness being the the twilight, that was the twilight one, yeah, um, but both, for the other two times that I've, like, worked on musicals, it's been sort of the same thing, where we come in with, like, a musical style in mind, and then the person who's sort of, like, doing the music aspect of it will just play something in that style, and then we'll eventually, Mm -hmm. like, you know, agree on, like a melody and lyrics and all of that together. Oh, so cool. Yeah. How do you, like, how do you finish so much stuff? That's what I want to know. Like, you finish so many things. Yeah, you do a I lot. I don't know. Like, how do you it's do really so hard. many things? What's your uh, secret? Uh, 
I don't know. I guess I don't sleep. <laughs> no, I don't know. Um, I mean, there's also a lot of stuff that I don't finish. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of web series that I've been writing, and I, you know, I started working on like a, my own podcast that's not been finished. So it's sort <laughs> of like, I, I guess, like I just like try to do a ton of stuff and then like accomplish some of it. Which is mm-hmm. still like a good amount. Yeah. Um, I think that part of it is just that I want to do so many things mm-hmm. and I like don't want to give up any of them. Mm-hmm. And probably I would be like way better at each thing if I just like only did that. Focus. But yeah. right. Yeah. You know, because I, you know, I have friends who like graduated and they only wanted to act. Like that was mm-hmm. all they wanted to do and they just devoted all their time to it. And now they, you know, can pay for their lives with acting or are booking, mm-hmm. you know, like roles on TV and stuff because mm-hmm. they just focused on that, um, which is great. But also I love doing all the other stuff. So that's fun too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's the trouble sometimes. It's like I'm kind of the same way where I'm interested in a bunch of different things and I want to do a bunch of different yeah. projects. And like, so I get distracted by each one. I'm like, oh, but like I want to work on this and then I want to work on this. And right. then like shiny new idea over here, but I have to finish yeah. the old idea that's not as exciting and shiny anymore. And No, totally. That's the the tricky part like I'm trying to figure out how other people go about it if it's just a matter I think the biggest I don't know yeah for me the biggest thing is like get having other people involved like when I try to do something myself it it doesn't happen usually so like you know working on this musical is with another person and um you know all the other things that I've done I I almost never have just done something all on my own Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and having the other person there to like you know keep you accountable that's that's what always helps me out um other people that are invested I I was thinking we had the question because you like talked about you know how you get so much stuff done and you also work so do you have like advice for how to balance all that oh man other than not sleeping actually I do have a piece of advice and it is like waste a lot of time like every, I don't know. I spent like probably the first few months after graduation, I just like wasted so much time. I just like didn't do anything and I didn't get anything done. And I basically just like worked and sat around and watched Netflix and, you know, was a bum. Um, and eventually just the guilt from how much time I'd wasted <laughs> built up so much that I like woke up one day and was like, I have to be productive. Um, so that's, I mean, I don't know. That's like a huge thing. That was a huge thing for me is just realizing like it's okay to like, you know, not be productive every minute of every day as long as eventually, you you know, you be productive. <laughs> yeah. But that, you know, that like I didn't really understand. I spent all this time just like wasting time and then feeling bad that I was wasting time but not knowing how to not waste time. Mm. And then one mm-hmm. day it was just too much and, and then I, that like inspired me to, to actually get stuff done but it's also really hard the balance is really hard um I work a lot because mm-hmm. it's really expensive to live in Los Angeles and so I basically work like a full-time job almost mm-hmm. um at an ice cream shop and then I also tutor on the side you know and then I have also I have to make time for going to auditions and um and also like I'm a member of a theater company and I I um I'm I run like the membership there basically where I'm trying to recruit new members. And, um, so it's, it's really difficult. And sometimes 
I'll wake up and tutor and then come home and answer e- emails for a couple hours and then go to work and then get home from work at like 11 or 12 and, you know, and then stay up and try to, you know, get something else done. And yeah. then I have to schedule meetings with other people basically on any days that I have off to work on creative projects. Yeah. So it's, it's sort of a, it's sort of a thing where I basically feel like I'm sacrificing <laughs> you know, all of my free time right now in hopes Mm -hmm. that someday I will not have to have a million jobs and have a little more free time and get to do what I actually want to do. Yeah. How about some inspirations, like specific inspirations throughout your life? Books, movies, shows? Oh my gosh. Things that really Um, stand out? Yeah. Well, when I was little, I used to go see shows at the Children's Theater all the time Mm -hmm. in Minneapolis. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was sort of my like holy grail for a yeah. while of like mm-hmm. what I want to do. I was like, oh my gosh, I like <laughs> have to I have to do that. I have to be on that stage. I have to um you know and my parents were like, uh you can't do shows there because you have to miss a month of school. No way. <laughs> um my parents were the opposite of stage parents for sure. <laughs> which I thank them for. I'm Probably glad that they good. didn't let me yeah. just you know run off and be an actor and not go to school Mm -hmm. um and then yeah as I got older um I think like recently I've been really inspired by uh these kind of like these women in in television and film that that sort of do everything you know like the like Tina Fey and Mm -hmm. Amy Poehler and Mindy Mm -hmm. Kaling um there's there's a lot of really great women that that don't necessarily fit into, like, the Hollywood mold of, like, the perfect woman. And I have air quotes right here mm-hmm. going. Yeah. Um, and have sort of been, like, screw that. You know, I'm smart. I'm funny. I'm going to make a place for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I relate to that a lot because just being an actor in L.A., it's, like, every other audition that you're going through, like, is, like, you know, the descriptions are always, like, she's pretty and thin mm-hmm. and she's... <laughs> She's smart, but also pretty. You know, it's always physical descriptions about... And, like, about, strong, but also feminine. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's so dumb. And, like, the, you know, the men, the men character descriptions will be like, oh, he's, like, a very conflicted person with a dark past, and he has to work every day <laughs> yeah. to overcome that, and he doesn't, you know. And then the woman is like, she's a nice girl next door type, you know, falls in love with a man guy, nudity required. <laughs> Did you see that Twitter so, account of that? I think it was a director yes. that was like tweeting out descriptions of. Yeah, that was kind of funny. Yeah, yeah, he's a producer. Yeah, a it producer. was like the first the first time female characters are introduced yeah. in scripts. Mm-hmm. Yep, and uh, so that's another reason why I have want to stay in the in LA and in the TV and film industry is because mm-hmm. I hate that so much. Like I hate that the way women are portrayed and, and the message that it sends to everybody else in the world. Mm-hmm. And I am like committed to trying to have an impact on it in some way. Um, so yeah, so that's like after graduation when I was trying to sort out what I wanted to do, mm-hmm. I started doing improv and comedy and, and writing more because that, you know, I was like, I'm going to try to make a space for myself and try to follow in the footsteps of all these women that have like, done such awesome things in film and television and in comedy. And I think that's kind of, it's kind of nice that we live in the time that we do, I guess, because 
Um, you know, we have the internet and we have YouTube and we have, you know, you can make your own content and just put it out there. Like whether it's, you know, a series on YouTube or a a show that you just write yourself. Like there is, there is somewhat of a space to do that. Like maybe you won't have the hugest audience ever, but you know, totally. No, a hundred percent. And it's really great. It can get a little bit like daunting sometimes like yeah. I've gone to workshops with casting directors and mm-hmm. they're always like oh you like just make your own stuff unless mm-hmm. people always tell you that they're like yeah. oh agents and managers and casting directors mm-hmm. they just want to see that you're working and like they're out there like making mm-hmm. your own stuff and you're like yeah. well you know but I do think that for people that want to create things or or feel like there's something lacking in the entertainment industry mm-hmm. that they want to see like it's amazing because you can you can do it yeah. Well, and I think also it's kind of, I don't know, I don't want to say misguided, but to say like, oh, just make your own stuff. Like, well, not everyone has right. the resources to do that. Like mm-hmm. you're actually yeah. really privileged if you can make your own stuff. But um, totally. yeah, I, know, I yeah. think that's why, that's why I like, personally, I like the, um, the literary inspired web series community, <laughs> um, I'm uh-huh. about that, which Lizabetta yeah. Diaries is part of, but um, right. just because it's a lot of it's a lot of women making stuff and I really mm-hmm. appreciate yeah. that. Um, totally. Not to like talk about my own thing, but. But yeah, no, I think that you're totally right. It's great. And it's people that are passionate about something and, and want to explore it artistically. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's so cool. Um, okay. So basically you're going to be the next Tina Fey. Awesome. <laughs> Looking Fingers forward crossed. to that. <laughs> and then yeah, like right. someday when you have like massive fans, they'll do a lot of digging and they'll find yeah. this podcast. Right? Yeah. Man, if I ever get famous, fans are going to find some weird stuff on the internet. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. Did you make, like, Harry Potter movies and stuff? Yeah. Well, so I did, like, that was kind of, like, a fun thing in just, like, elementary school and high school that some friends and I did. Mm-hmm. But it's funny because now I... Uh, well, a friend and I have been doing, like, Harry Potter sketches. Like, we just we just, oh, I just put our first one out there. One, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so she, like, has a blog where she basically goes through the Harry Potter books and, like, kind of focuses on everything that's kind of funny or, mm-hmm. or like, doesn't really make sense. <laughs> and she'll write about it. Um, and then we started turning them into sketches. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, well, now this is, like, something that I'm doing again, like, making funny <laughs> Harry Potter yeah. videos. It's kind of funny how sometimes things come full circle. Right, like, exactly. Things you're doing when you're a kid. There's so many good things out there for my future fans. <laughs> Um, kidding what do you think are some challenges that creators actors writers whatever artists today face I think that the a huge challenge is kind of like the flip side of what we were just talking about like Mm -hmm. the amazing thing is that everyone can make their own stuff Mm -hmm. but also the challenging thing is that everyone can make their own stuff um and there's this this oversaturation sort of Mm -hmm. in the market and um and I mean this is only like if you wanted to if you're trying to have a creative career you know and like be able to make money and live off of your creative work Mm -hmm. um if you're just doing it for the sake of doing it then then it's great to be to have a market that's so full because because then there's just like more creativity for everybody but Mm -hmm. but I do find it kind of it's hard to it's hard to like put your stuff out there and like make a name for yourself in a lot of ways because everyone is doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, yeah. And then just, you know, like balancing 
all all of your stuff. I don't know. It's I, I mean, I find it so hard just to like balance, you know, making a living with trying to do creative things and mm-hmm. um, and finding the time and finding the resources and finding the people. And so I think that that's that's really hard too. Everything is challenging. I don't know. I think also actually um, a huge challenge is just like the. I don't know, like, I, I find it really hard to get taken seriously sometimes. Like, in L.A., it's a little different because the industry is so, like, you know, everyone in L.A. is in the film industry, it feels mm-hmm. like, everyone you talk to. Yeah. Um, I mean, even so, then when I say, like, oh, I'm an actor, everyone's like, oh, my gosh, you're one of a gajillion people. <laughs> <laughs> um, but at least people understand that it's a, a career that, that many people do make money off of, mm-hmm. and, and that's their only job. Yeah. Um, but when I go back to Minnesota, it's like telling people that I'm a fairy princess professionally, yeah. you know. <laughs> um, and I think that that can be hard, like this sort of stigma where we don't think that creative jobs are as important as, you know, science-y, math-y type jobs or, or even just like everything else. And I think that people can can feel sometimes like like – when they say I'm an artist or I'm a writer or something that they're basically saying like I'm a freeloader you know yeah. I think mm-hmm. that's a sometimes it feels like that and so um you know I think that it's really important to keep making good art that that people enjoy and people find a lot of value in and realize that it's a really important part of the world and of society <laughs> yeah Fun questions. They're fun and full of substance. Fun <laughs> questions. We should have like a little theme song that like starts with yeah. fun questions. Like just yes. like da 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 There you go. Questions. Okay. Awesome. Fun questions. Favorite musicals. Tell us some of your favorite musicals. Oh my god. Oh, the face you just made was fantastic. I'm very overwhelmed because I I love musicals and I've been doing them for so long. Um, That's why I said musicals plural because you can have a few. We'll give okay. you a few. I think Avenue Q is probably my favorite musical ever because it's mm-hmm. just like such an awesome blend of like it is real but it is so funny. Um, what else? I love Into the Woods and like I mean call me basic but like all the Stephen Sondheim musicals pretty much just mm-hmm. are so great. And West Side Story holds such a, a, a dear place in my heart. It's one of my you know. And The Wizard of Oz, too. Like, I I always loved The Wizard of Oz. And when I was seven, I just, like, I wished on my birthday cake to be Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then when I was 12, I played Dorothy in The Wizard Aww. of Oz. And it was the greatest dream come <laughs> true. Cute. Um, yeah, I could go on and on. I just love musicals. Have you, uh, <laughs> have you listened to the Hamilton soundtrack? Of this course. Is like another I static question. I yeah. didn't know. I wasn't sure. Like, oh no! I mean, I was gonna say that, but I haven't actually seen it. Yeah. So I mean, what yeah. if I watch it and I hate it? Just kidding. Yeah, That's not no. possible. But yeah, I know. Uh, right? I'm it's listening to it right now. I'm yay. Well, not right job. now. I was like, <laughs> I'm not actually engaged in this interview. I'm just listening to Hamilton. <laughs> no, I'm. I I just started the second act. So I think I just started sending Katie a bunch of like Anya is like Snapchats. a professional Hamilton listener. I was like, I'm I like, need to listen to this, and she was like, you should like read the Wikipedia synopsis first, so you have more context for what's going on, and then here's a good site for all the lyrics, so you can read them as you're listening. <laughs> She's like giving me all these tips for listening to Hamilton. I'm like, I listen to it yeah. when I work out. Honestly, oh it's like, yes, pumps me up so much. Battle of Yorktown. 
That's a good one to like work out to. Yes, yes. Um, anyway, or is it just called Yorktown? I don't actually know. I should know this. Um, I really like the You'll Be Back song so far. The one oh, that, yeah. yes, King yeah, George. Yeah, the yes. King sings. Oh, the King George. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, we could talk about Hamilton forever, but. Okay, true. any. Anyway. Yeah. How about the weirdest thing you've ever done on stage? Oh my like, gosh. The weirdest thing yeah. I've ever done on stage. I mean, it's not that weird, but like, I like played a man one time, and not like, not in like when you're nine and they like are you know, not enough boys in the cast. It was, like, I was in high school and I just, like, got cast in a male character and, like, you know, had to, like, fully commit and, like, bind my chest and everything. And, like, literally people thought I was a boy. And then we did talkbacks after the show. Uh And I would come out, like, you know, with my hair down and, like, like, clearly a woman. (laughs) And people in the audience would always be, like, I had no idea. And I was, like, yes, I'm amazing. Then I was also, like... (laughs) what does it say about what I look like did you ever ever have to kiss like a really bad kisser or something oh my god so (laughs) many times uh uh yeah one guy that I had to kiss in a show just like like I was supposed to initiate the kiss Mm -hmm. and yet he always just like went for it like just open mouth oh just like like, open your mouth as wide as you can like a dimensional kiss like, you shouldn't have to wipe your mouth off after mm. you kiss somebody, ever, ever. Yeah. Do you hear that? Men, and I, I guess ladies also, like, you never. Especially and, uh, on stage, I feel like how... But yeah, that's the thing, like, you should not, like, it is a faux pas to slip somebody the tongue while you're mm. stage kissing. So yeah, that that was terrible. And that goes for on-screen kissing, too. Uh, mm. The first on-screen kiss that I had, the guy was, I was like, it's just like a regular first kiss. And he was like, what does that mean? Like, just like a peck? And I'm like, no, just like a kiss. And he's like, I don't know how to kiss without tongue. And I was like, who are you? Just don't, don't put your do tongue it. in my mouth. That's all you have to do. Like, it's not that hard. Just keep your right? tongue in your mouth. Anybody listening out there? These are important tips, yes. just so you know. <laughs> my first boyfriend was like a terrible kisser. There was one time he like got my chin in his mouth. <laughs> yeah. Like my mouth not, and yeah. my chin. Like, how? Okay. Um... <laughs> Best perk of living in LA and like the worst thing too. Um, the best thing about living in LA, there's like a couple. It's like I really like that the entertainment industry is here because I'm just surrounded by people that are like in the same field as me and like want to do what I want to do, which I think is great. I also just love, you know, that like there's like everything here. Like, like the mountains are close by, the ocean is close by, it's warm, but in the winter you can go into the mountains and see snow, and every kind of food is here, like, you can go to the suburbs and it's quiet, or you can, like, you know, I live in Koreatown and it is, like, hopping over here, mm-hmm. um, so there's, like, hipsters over in Silver Lake, but there's, like, bougie people in Beverly Hills, like, everything you want is in LA. Um, the worst things are, like, Obviously, the traffic is mm-hmm. abysmal, and yeah. that just, you know, the fact that I have to be like, oh, I'm going to this audition, and it is, you know, it's like seven miles away. I better leave at least an hour and a half to get there, you know, because you never know what's going to happen. Like, one yeah. person gets in an accident, and suddenly it takes you an hour to go, like, a mile. Yeah. Um, and also just, I mean, it's expensive. And, like, you know, some of the kind of stereotypes about L.A. kind of are true, like, a lot of people really do care a lot about what you look like and and how you dress and all that sort of stuff. I don't know. 
And, last. and it's kind of fun to see celebrities around sometimes. Also, it's just stressful sometimes. And people, like, 99% of the time, people are totally chill. I help a lot of celebrities come into my work. And, like, we are all chill about it. Mm-hmm. But the 1% of the time that people are not chill, a.k.a. one time, Harry Styles came into my work. And for <laughs> weeks after oh, that, no. we had fangirls coming in oh, no. that would, like, ask all these crazy questions like what did he smell like what did he look like where did he park what did he buy like does he what lick was he his wearing or does he bite it <laughs> right yeah all this, all this oh, stuff yeah. and i was just like i like we literally had i had i had a group of like girls like teenage girls or something call, calling our, our ice cream shop from across the country to ask me about like harry styles and i was like you need to not okay. i think i think i already know what your hogwarts house is but what's your hogwarts house uh, it's Gryffindor. Gryffindor? I would have thought I know. you and not just because kind Harry of Potter. Slytherin, but... Really? Because you're so ambitious, and you're, like, doing all the things. But then again, That's Gryffindor true. and Slytherin are kind of, like, two sides of the same coin, so... Right, yeah. right. It's just, it, I think it's how you go about things is, you know... Right. But what anyway. may, yeah, no, I think it's, you're totally right. right. Although the last time when I took, like, the new Pottermore quiz, it mm-hmm. put me in... Ravenclaw, and I was like, "That's it's been like okay. I can see that, but it's not right." Yeah. yeah, Katie and I were just talking about this actually because we both retook the Pottermore quiz, and did we both get Gryffindor? Yeah, we both got Gryffindor, yeah, and, and we were both Huff- we're both Hufflepuffs. And yeah. another one of our former friends slash roommates, who's also a Hufflepuff, also got resorted as Gryffindor. That's so my think- roommate is a Hufflepuff and got sorted into Gryffindor. That's See, so I'm weird. Weird. Like, this is not right. What's yeah. this? Start a poll. It's like, huh? Hmm. So that all the Hufflepuffs are turning into Gryffindors, and like, I don't, I don't get it. I don't know. We're just, yeah. getting, we're just getting braver. There's something in the water. Braver? I'm not. Do you have an OTP? Oh my gosh, I have so many. Um, oh god, who is my OTP? I feel like, I feel like if I'm going back you know, into, like, what I loved growing up, mm-hmm. like, Ron and Hermione, you know, I was always yeah. aboard the SS Ron and Hermione, <laughs> um, but right now, I'm uh, watching the X-Files for the first time, so, you know, I'm also all about the Mulder Scully life right now. Uh, last little thing that we have is a continuing story that we've been working on with our guests. Ooh. So, I'll read the last paragraph um, from the last guest. Stephanie had never seen a tree before, let alone a tree the size of three elephants stacked on top of one another. As trees went, she figured it must be pretty big, although in reality, the combined height of three elephants is maybe 30 feet, and we're talking big elephants. A 30-foot tree. Huh. Stephanie thought about this for a while. And she was so preoccupied with elephants and trees that she forgot all about the unusual cat she had intended to befriend. All right. Suddenly she turned around to find the cat standing behind her, holding in his hand a watch. What is this, she said. I didn't know that cats could stand on their two hind legs. To her surprise, the cat spoke to her in a voice that sounded almost like... Uh, almost like an old wizard. (laughs) Um, He said to her, I can see you've been preoccupied with the size of this tree. It's rather daunting, isn't it? It reaches so high into the sky. 
She said, yes, I have been. But really, I wanted to befriend you because I noticed that book you're reading is a book that I wanted to read as well. <laughs> so yes. back to cat now. I'm excited. Yay. Yes, That's I brought hilarious. us back to the cat. Yes, because I think the person... I'm interested to see where this yeah. cat is going. The yeah, person... Our last guest was not a fan of cats. So she so was like we... trying to get rid of the cat, uh. so I'm glad that you brought the cat back. Wow, you made it. <laughs> Anything to plug? Um, yeah, so let's see. I have uh, I have a website that I sometimes update. <laughs> uh, it's just MadelineHayman.com, uh, my full name. Uh, well, the theater that my musical is going to be at is going to be at the Eclectic Company Theater, which is in North Hollywood. So um, they have like an Instagram, I think, <laughs> maybe, and, uh, and a website as well, eclecticcompanytheater.org, um, where you can find out information about Weed Shop when it goes up, up eventually. Oh, and uh, the Harry Potter videos are through um, the, it's called Mimblewimble Productions. Uh, that's like the name that we came up with. So mm -hmm. if hearing me talk about Harry Potter's sketch videos sounded fun, you can always check those out at Mimblewimble Productions, which you can look up on YouTube or on Tumblr. It's on both. Awesome. So, cool. There you go. Yeah, thanks, thanks for, for joining us. Joining us and taking time out of your day, out of your busy schedule. Oh, so welcome. Yeah. Thank you so much to our listeners for joining us. And make sure you're following us on Twitter and Tumblr. You can also find the continuing story on Tumblr. And you can always send us a message or a tweet letting us know uh, what, you, what you think we should talk about, if there's anything you want to know, any guests that you would like to hear from. Any fun questions you would like us yeah, to ask. We're have... always on the prowl for weird questions to ask people. Yep, send them over if you have any ideas. Happy tea drinking! Clink! Handsome boy, does he know it? Peach fuzz and he can't even grow it.